It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Congratulations, you're a BYU captain. Okay, I'm being a little facetious about that, but BYU has named 18 of their players on their football program either captains or co-captains. That's a big number, but a number of them I think are significant. We'll talk about that. We'll also get to some of the other updates from BYU media availability on Monday. And also, a big visit for BYU basketball. Could they land a four-star caliber athlete late in this transfer portal period? We're talking about all that on a Tuesday. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Of course, the motto is your team every day, and as such, we are your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. Title sponsor today shows our friends over at FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more with our friends at FanDuel. Right now, new customers, you can bet up to bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Alright, let's dive right in on today's show. Obviously, a lot of news coming out yesterday from BYU, and not necessarily anything earth-shattering, but some significant news I thought all the same. Uh, most notably, BYU has 18 either captains or co-captains on this year's team. Now, this is uh, not all that surprising. It's actually been a very normal circumstance for BYU under Kalani Sitake to name a number of players as captains or co-captains. The bigger thing is, uh, I was just surprised at some of the names on this list. Not because they were guys I was like, wow, I just can't believe that guy was named a captain. It's because a number of the newcomers that were named captains who have come in in a relatively short period of time have earned the respect of their teammates. So let's start off with the captains for BYU this season. Uh, those include uh, quarterback Keaton Slovis, tight end Isaac Rex, uh, center or guard Aust- uh, Connor Pay, tackles Kingsley Suomatia. Then on defense, you have Tyler Batty, Ben Bywater, as well as Eddie Heckard and AJ Vongpachan. Now, I think all of those guys are very deserving of being named captains. I think all of them bring different leadership skills and qualities to the table. Obviously, they'll be looked upon, looked to, I guess I should say, by their teammates to be an example of how to operate, how to go best go about uh, doing their jobs on the football field and also just with school, off-the-field activities, the, the, the whole thing. Being a captain means that you are being held to a higher standard than your teammates because your teammates expect that of you and the coaches also expect that of you. I think all these guys are, are deserving of this, but I really like the fact that guys like A.J. Vonkpachon, Eddie Heckard, as well as Keaton Slovis were named as uh, uh, as these team captains because that means that they have come in and have ingratiated themselves into their into the culture of BYU and have proven that to their teammates at least that they are capable of being the leaders that they are expected to be. Now BYU has also named a 10 co-captains. Now for those of you wondering what the differentiation is, uh, if they, if they go to uh, 
following the certain format they've had over the past few years, the captains will have that captain C on their uniform. So keep a look out for that. Then the co-captains will have the A on their uniform. Those co-captains include punter Ryan Rico, cornerback Jacob Robinson, safety Malik Moore, linebacker Max Tooley, and defensive lineman Atunai Samahe. Also on offense, wide receivers Keanu Hill, Chase Roberts, and Cody Epps, along with offensive lineman Paul Miley and running back Aiden Robbins will take on leadership roles as well. Now these 18 will make up what they call the uh, leadership group for BYU, the leadership council, I guess I should say, and they will be called upon to rule on circumstances involved in the BYU football program. Kalani Satake has been very adamant that he wants a player-run program. He wants his guys on his inside of his program, the players themselves, to really be in control of things. Kalani and his coaches are there, obviously, to provide guidance, obviously uh, coach guys up on certain things, provide advice, that type of stuff. They want the players, though, to lead out in making this program as player-run as they possibly can make it, because the players are are ultimately the ones who go out there and make the plays. The coaches are on the field, obviously, trying to direct traffic is probably the easiest way to say it, to make sure that everybody's on the same page and make sure that they are getting the best out of these athletes. But I really like the fact that the newcomers on this list are represented very, very well. They easily could have come in and uh, been feeling like they were too big for the program or felt like they were here for just a short time. So they were going to buy in just enough to get by and then obviously hit the road and move on to bigger and better things. I'm appreciative to every one of those guys who have bought into the culture at BYU and their teammates have noticed that and obviously rewarded them by naming them their team captain. So uh, I think that's a very significant thing. The other thing about BYU is they released their first depth chart of the season, and I think I got a pretty good bead on things happening in B- with BYU with regards to that depth chart. The bigger things from the depth chart reveal included, I think the BYU is trying to maybe, you know, appease some folks. There's a lot of ors on that depth chart, especially with the third and fourth string guys. I typically don't see a lot of depth charts list third and fourth string players on there. But in this day and age of college football, how can you not do it? You have the transfer portal out there looming at all times. If a kid feels like he has been spurned by a coach, they very easily, at the end of the season, the the day after the season officially ends, they can go into the transfer portal and can leave you high and dry. So obviously you're doing your best to swage some egos, make sure that they feel good about them themselves and see the see their name up there obviously that that's a big thing for, I think for a lot of players they just want to see their name on the depth chart knowing that hey I'm going to have a role with this team the other thing about this is it's going to be a very competitive year for BYU with regards to making the travel squad gone are the years uh, of BYU and independence when they could take as many players as they wanted to on road trips they had nobody telling them how many players they could travel with now, in the Big 12, they do have a cap of 70 players they are allowed to travel with. That's actually a little bit lower of a number, not by much, that BYU typ- then BYU typically traveled with during their independent era. Now, the first three games of the year, though, are non-conference games, and as I understand it, BYU does not have any restrictions on how many players they uh, uh, take our dress, I guess I should say, in uniform for the home games against uh, Sam Houston this Saturday, Southern Utah the week after that, and obviously Arkansas uh, just a week, uh, two, three weeks out from now, but... The bigger thing is, I think that BYU is going to find increased competition for all these guys knowing that, hey, there's going to be a few less seats on that plane going to these away games. And if you want to be traveling with the team and have that distinction uh, and not have to be one of the 60-plus players left behind in Provo for road trips during the Big 12, you got to go out there and prove it on the football field. So it was good to see the depth chart come out. And like I said, a number of guys I thought were on that depth chart probably just to make them feel like, hey, you're still involved. Obviously, you're still locked in. Some other interesting notes from 
media availability yesterday included uh, interesting comment on coordinator's corner with Greg Rubel. Jay Hill saying regarding BYU's cornerbacks, quote, I'd say this is one of the better corner groups that BYU has ever had as far as top to bottom. There's five or six guys we feel we can win with. I really trust the top three guys in the way they're playing right now. Now, those three top guys are Jacob Robinson, Eddie Heckard, and Camden Garrett. Now, the two, uh, speaking of Garrett and uh, Heckard, are obviously transfers from Weber State, and Coach uh, Hill would trust them almost implicitly because they've been playing for him for so long during their time at Weber State. Jacob Robinson was one of the revelations of last season. No surprise to see him there. The nice part is all three of those players, you can expect to see heavy doses of them. In addition, guys like Marcus McKenzie, Maury Bamba, uh, also Caleb Christensen, I, I think is also in the mix there On if you go by the depth chart with regards to the two deep. So it's a positive sign to see that uh, a guy like Jay Hill, who knows defense, and knows defensive backs, by the way. Jay Hill is a former all-conference defensive back during his playing, di- playing days and obviously would know good defensive back play. To hear that from him saying it's the deepest cornerback unit he's seen from BYU. That's very, I think, uh, uh, some high praise for these players. Now, the other point from uh, Coordinator's Corner that I wanted to point out is that Kelly Papinga, who is the defensive ends coach and special teams coordinator, has coached and coordinated against the new offensive coordinator, Brad Cornelson, who is uh, leading Sam Houston State into this game. He said, quote, this guy, speaking of Cornelson, likes to run and run the ball. A lot of run, QB run, likes to get on the perimeter with fly sweeping screens. It's a challenge. It's a good scheme. It's a scheme I'm very familiar with. It's tough to stop, and so I'm anxious to see exactly what he's going to do and how he's going to do it. But I think some of our guys are going to be prepared. There will be some adjustments and some things that we haven't seen, but we'll, we'll make those adjustments in-game. Uh, that's the thing about this. I've got faith that BYU will be able to adjust in-game better than they ever have before because Jay Hill, he is a savvy savvy defensive coordinator. He's a great defensive mind. There's not many things that he has not seen in his in his coaching career to this point that wouldn't have him thinking, okay, I got this on lockdown. Now, there are plenty of weapons for Sam Houston State. They obviously have to settle on a quarterback, Kalani Sitake and Ben Bywater, during our media availability with them in the weekly press conference. They both said that there is a, there, there is a question of who the quarterback's going to be for Sam Houston State. Is it Grant Gunnell, the former Arizona quarterback who ended up in North Texas and now is at Sam Houston State? Uh, it's a big question of which one of these quarterbacks is going to get the call for the Bearcats. And it really could depend on which one gets the call as to how Sam Houston State is going to operate with their offense. A guy like Grant Gunnell, who's more of a gunslinger, he's got the mentality he's going to go out there and just throw the ball all over the yard. He's not necessarily the most fleet-footed guy. He's got some speed to him. He's got some athleticism. But he's just not that type of guy. So there's a very very big question here for BYU with regards to, okay, which quarterback are we going to see on the field? And then can we adjust almost uh, within a, a play or two to understand what they're going to do out there? That is that is the biggest question mark, it feels like in my mind, for BYU is figuring out which quarterback it is early on in that game and then being able to adjust your scheme to fit just that. But I've got a lot of faith in, in, in Jay Hill. Just knowing who he is as a person, his pedigree as a defensive coach, having coached under Kyle Whittingham and playing defense in the old Freddie Whittingham defense uh, at Utah. And obviously the thing that Kyle Whittingham has carried forward that Jay Hill took with him to Weber State. He knows this defense inside and out. Does he have the athletes to ultimately run what he's looking to run? That is going to be the ultimate question mark for BYU. But I've got a lot of uh, ex- expectations that he'll be able to handle the the burden and the I guess the overall challenge of that. But the bigger th- question will be, uh, can BYU, as uh, in terms of the players, can they adjust quickly enough? 
I think they will, but we'll wait and see. There's going to be some more question marks. Obviously, we'll talk more about those throughout this upcoming week. Uh, I'd love to solicit your guys' feedback. What are the players and or player or two that maybe you're looking at most this year as the most important player for BYU? Is there a player on uh, Sam Houston State that makes you worried more than others? I don't know how many of you have done a deep dive on the Bearcats, but they've got some athletes. I know that they're making the jump from the FCS ranks, but this is a program that has championship pedigree, and obviously will be looking to notch a really, really big upset in their first ever FBS game Saturday night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and it'll be incumbent upon BYU to make sure they do not allow that to happen because that would just be absolutely devastating uh, for the Cougars to have that uh, hit them. And obviously, just it's, it's kind of the, the, the thing is, you lose a game like this, and it can set the tenor for a really, really poor season for BYU. I'm not expecting BYU to lose. I'm actually expecting them to take control of this game somewhere uh, early on in the second half and then roll to a victory. But you just can't screw around with a team like this. This is a program that's got a lot of proud tradition. Yes, they are making the leap up a division in football, but it does not mean they don't have athletes. And we'll continue to break that down as the week progresses. Uh, some good news is potentially on the horizon for the BYU basketball program. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment because apparently BYU may actually be able to fill one of the two open scholarships that Mark Post has had on his roster. We'll talk about that as we continue on right here on Locked On Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by today's episode is excuse me is brought to you by our friends at BetterHelp. Now all of us have had moments when we've been down, obviously needing some help out there. And if you feel like uh, the world's kind of crumbling around you, you feel like it might be uh, just too much for you to bear. You guys might want to try our friends at BetterHelp and try some therapy. Of course, sometimes in life we're faced with all these tough choices out there, and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether dealing with decisions around career, relationships, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you now navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement and trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. And that's where BetterHelp steps in, my friends. They want to help you guys out. It's helpful for learning uh, It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It also empowers you to be the best version of yourself and isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma as well. Anybody can use therapy and utilize it at any time. So if you're starting to think of, starting to think of uh, utilizing therapy and see if it can help you guys out, give Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're not having to schedule your life around your meetings with your therapist. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge via our friends at BetterHelp. Larit Therapy, be your map, and do it with our friends at BetterHelp. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the podcast. Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday whenever you hear this. Uh, by the way, thank you for all the feedback on yesterday's show. A lot of you had a, a great thoughts on the depth chart, what you're expecting to see. So pre- cannot thank you guys enough for that support. I'm uh, going to be back out at BYU football practice this evening. We'll have some player interviews. Obviously, we'll be recapping whatever you learned there. Hoping to get a one-on-one with one of the defensive players. That's on Tuesdays. It's usually defensive players for BYU. And 
And coming up tomorrow on the podcast is the debut of the Connor Pay Show, I guess we'll call it that, our weekly conversation with the BYU now team captain. We're excited to catch up with him and talk about his being named a team captain. We'll get to all that as the week progresses right here on Locked On Cougars. All right, BYU basketball is obviously uh, trying to fill uh, some holes in their lineup, and one that was left by Quez Glover might be filled, not necessarily like for like, by a high-level athlete in and of himself. Four-star prospect Marcus Adams will be visiting BYU this weekend, according to 24-7 Sports. Robbie McCombs from Vancouver's The Foe uh, also uh, confirmed that the visit is happening this weekend. He's a six foot eight wing player and formerly signed with both Kansas and and Gonzaga. Yes, he has played, uh, okay, played is relative. Let me be very clear about this. He has uh, signed with Kansas and also ended up transferring to Gonzaga. And both of those transfers slash signings have happened in the past three months and change. Now, that could be a little bit of a red flag. Obviously, you're looking at saying, okay, why is this dude who has gone to two of the preeminent programs in college basketball only to leave just weeks after he arrived on both campuses? What exactly is going on here? Now, I can understand BYU kicking the tires on this young man. Uh, Actually, after he left Kansas, BYU was hoping to get a visit from him, but he ultimately opted for Gonzaga before leaving once again. That is also going to be an issue in terms of if he enrolls at BYU because he has used his one free transfer, he did it to go from Kansas to Gonzaga, he would actually have to get a waiver from the NCAA to be eligible this year to play. Now, that can be very dicey in this day and age because the NCAA has gone out and said that they are cutting down on the overall number of uh, the cases they'll hear with regards to eligibility and also just in terms of overall uh, waivers being granted are going to be curtailed as well. So that could be a concern for BYU to get a guy like Marcus Adams eligible this year but even so let me just say this go get him now are there red flags like I said yes there are but this is a dude who averaged 28.8 points per game 6.8 rebounds and five assists as a senior in high school this past year he had offers from Arkansas Kansas Indiana Mississippi State Nebraska Oregon Syracuse Tennessee Texas UCLA USC Washington and Washington State among others those are power six across the board offers you don't get this caliber of athlete to visit BYU very often and bringing him into the program yes there are risks associated Associated with it because there are people out there who are saying that he transferred, uh, claiming that it wasn't due to playing time and there were other circumstances in play. I'd be wondering if I'm Mark Pope sitting down with him, okay, why in the world did you leave Kansas in the first place? And number two, why after leaving Kansas did you go to Gonzaga only to leave Mark Few's program after just weeks there as well? If he can feel like he's got a satisfactory answer for that and he feels like Marcus Adams is the right fit for BYU, you sign this kid. Even if he's not eligible this year, even if you can't get the, the waiver to get him eligible this year, this is the type of athlete that BYU needs to truly compete in the Big 12 era. Uh, He's a guy that has got all the skills. As I said, a six foot eight wing player. BYU doesn't see dudes like this very often. He's got the type of capability down the road of being a potential NBA uh, type pick. Now he's not. He's not a one and doneer. He's not a guy who's going to go out uh, play one season and jump to the NBA. At least I don't think so. But he would do very. Excuse me. Not he. Speaking of Mark Pope. Mark Pope would do very well to bring a kid in like this if it, if he feels it would fit with the BYU basketball program. Now, there's going to be some uh, really quick decisions made because BYU is starting school uh, actually today, if I'm not mistaken. It might be early next week. But nonetheless, school is starting very, very soon. And you're going to have to get this kid enrolled, get him into classes, and obviously get him on his way in terms of workouts with the BYU basketball program and the like. Obviously, get the waiver application process started with the NCAA. In theory, if you want to get him clear, 
cleared in time for tip-off in uh, in November. So I, I have a hard time saying that you don't go out and get this kid. It's absolutely crazy to think that BYU could get this type of an athlete on campus. They have already offered his brother Maximo who's a member of the 2026 recruiting class, a scholarship. Uh, that obviously could help BYU go out there and get a guy of of uh, Maximo's uh, quality. I believe he is a four-star talent or an emerging talent at minimum uh, in the high school prep scene with regards to basketball. But, man, I, like I said, if if Mark Pope feels like he's got a, a feel for the overall situation for what Marcus Adams has gone through, what led uh, to him leaving two blue blood programs, and he feels like, okay, this kid can hack it here at BYU – Get him in the program. Roll the dice. Because right now you got two open scholarships. What are you going to do with them? You're going to hand him to a, a walk-on, which, by the way, the other problem you have here is if you give a guy a scholarship right now, it is fully guaranteed for four years or however long the student-athlete is at the school that they have signed it with. So if you sign Marcus Adams, he is locked in as he is a freshman. He would be a guy that's going to be signed, obviously, for however long he plays for BYU. Should he opt to transfer once again, which would be his fourth school? Uh, crazy to consider, but nonetheless, it does happen. Uh, he would obviously that would free up the scholarship once again, but it, the bigger thing is you're not necessarily going to go out and just hand a scholarship to a walk-on if you're BYU because you don't necessarily consider them to be game-changing type talents, and there's such limited scholarships in basketball versus a program like football. You just got to be very careful with this. But once again, if this is the right fit, if Mark Pope deems this the right fit, everything gets uh, uh, signed off on, I's dotted, T's crossed, all the, all the stuff you need to do to make sure that this is d- a done deal, bring Marcus Adams in. You have two open scholarships. What are you going to do with him this season? You could fill one of them with this guy. And like I said, even if he's not eligible, he can come in, really get to know BYU in the program, work out really hard, and hopefully take the court next year, which, funny enough, I forgot to mention this earlier, he is actually a member of the 2024 recruiting class who actually reclassified into the 2023 recruiting class. So in theory, he is still technically supposed to be a high school senior. But like I said, this is a feels like a big opportunity for here for BYU basketball. But you got to make sure you get those answers, like I said, satisfactory answers, a feel for what's going on. If there are any red flags, obviously you say, hey, thanks, but no thanks. But at this stage uh, of recruiting and obviously with school starting and the chance to add a guy of this caliber, of his talent level, speaking of Marcus Adams Jr., you could do a lot worse than that. So uh, I hope that everything goes well and obviously be what you can figure out uh, exactly what they're looking for in terms of feeling comfortable with him signing with the program. But once again, uh, it seems to me like a a gamble worth taking. I could be wrong about that. Everybody could be wrong about that. But uh, we'll see what happens. Visit coming up this week and looking forward to uh, hearing more about it in the days that follow. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll round out today's edition of the podcast with other notes on BYU sports, including... BYU women's volleyball and BYU women's soccer both moving inside the top 10 nationally after undefeated weekends. They're actually both off to undefeated starts to the season. 4-0 for BYU women's soccer, 3-0 for BYU women's volleyball. We'll get to all that as we continue on right here on Locked On Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, which is America's number one sportsbook, my friends. Right now, new customers, you can bet $5 and get up to $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. You want to get the Sunday ticket, my friends, that's maybe the best deal I've seen, $100 off uh, that package. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can bet on everything from the spreads to player props and more. 
They've got daily specials as well, one-time opportunities, all that type of stuff. It's really, really easy to do. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. Once again, $200 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. In addition to that, you get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Take advantage of it today via our friends at FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Thank you once again for walk, uh, joining us right here on Locked On Cougars. Another quick reminder that our show is brought to you today by our friends over at Perry Homes. Now, Perry has been working with us, I don't know how long it's been now, but it's been months, if not years at this point. But whether you're looking for your first home or you're ready to upgrade to your dream home, Perry Homes has a house for you. For 50 years, Perry Homes is Utah's premier home builder with communities throughout the state. They have many communities, home designs, and price points to help meet your needs. And more importantly, they have beautiful communities in Davis, Salt Lake, Tooele, and Utah County all designed with you guys in mind. They also have multiple communities in Washington County near St. George as well. And they offer over 50 unique home designs to make sure that you guys have the right fitting house for what you're looking for at the time. Because like I said, it could be your first home, could be a dream home, or literally anything in between. They want to be here for you guys. They even have quick moving homes available now if you're ready to make the move right away. And they offer, offer generous financing incentives through their preferred lender as well. So get started today by visiting PairingHomesUtah.com to see what's new, new in Utah's finest neighborhoods. That's PerryHomesUtah.com to learn more now. For 50 years, Utah has been coming home to Perry Homes. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your routine, everybody. Uh, if you have not done so already, just an, another shameless plug for you guys to subscribe to the show. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm pointing down here. Hit the subscribe button if you have not done so already. We're nearing 4,000 subscribers. It was my goal at the start to get to the start of the football season was to have an even 4,000 subscribers. We're in 3,900 territories. We're under 100 to go to get there. Can we get there by Saturday? Well, with your help, we absolutely can do that. Please do so. Also, if you listen to us on the regular podcast, platforms out there, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. feels like there's thousands of different uh, podcast providers out there. Uh, if you have not done so on those, please follow the show. Give us a rating and review, as, especially on Apple Podcasts. Those five-star ratings are very, very important. Uh, as I understand it, you can a- add comments to Spotify now as well. So just uh, simply put, thank you for all the support, and hopefully uh, you guys enjoy the product we're putting out every single day right here on Locked On Cougars. All right, before we go on today's show, is congratulations are in order to both BYU women's soccer as well as BYU women's volleyball. They are now both ranked number nine in the country according to the rankings that came out on Monday. Uh, obviously, BYU women's volleyball with that upset win over uh, Pitt up there in Montana as well as two wins over Utah, UT Rio Grande Valley as well as host Montana. They moved up from number 17 to number nine. Uh, good showing for Coach Olmstead and her squad. Uh, meanwhile, BYU women's soccer, two wins over the weekend, move up from number 11 to number nine in the national rankings. And they've got a huge showdown coming on Wednesday, excuse me, not Wednesday, Thursday night, when number one ranked UCLA comes to Southfield. It's not very often that BYU gets an opportunity to take on the number one ranked team in women's soccer. In fact, they are 0-5 all time against uh, top ranked teams, and BYU's gone head-to-head with them. Big opportunity for BYU, obviously, to have the, uh, na- the defending national champs on their home turf. Uh, I think the Southfield is going to be absolutely rocking and rolling on Thursday night. It's going to be an 8 o'clock start. So it'll be a late night out there at Southfield. But I would fully expect BYU fans will be in full voice. Uh, and the best part is BYU students are back on campus this week. So uh, you can expect that Southfield will be even more jam-packed uh, than it was already. So uh, looking forward to it. A huge week ahead. It's a top 10 showdown now for BYU women's soccer. BYU volleyball has got a number of matches later this week as well. So a lot of fun on the horizon for BYU and looking forward to breaking all that down on coming editions of the podcast. And also uh, one more, a quick reminder, uh, 
I probably should have mentioned this earlier on. I have uh, finally gotten around to mailing out the awards, uh, the, the, not the awards, the, the, the prizes we handed out in the lead up to uh, fall camp uh, for BYU. My apologies on the delay on getting those out to you guys, but they should be in the mail uh, soon if they're not already. Uh, just uh, obviously life got in the way, did not get a chance to get them all over to the post office, but they should all be postmarked. There are a couple of, of winners who have not uh, uh, given me their information with regards to their prizes. Uh, if you believe you were one of the winners that uh, wants to get in contact, let me know. Reach out to me via email, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Let us know that uh, you were one of the winners, and we'll get you taken care of. Uh, and like I said, uh, just trying to get this out as fast as we possibly can and would uh, hope that they will be in your guys' hands uh, ASAP so you guys can enjoy your prizes as the season gets going here with BYU football. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of Locked On Cougars. A huge thank you for all of your support. Cannot thank you guys enough for continuing to be with us every single day. Like I said, coming up on tomorrow's show, it is the debut, or expected to be the debut, of the Connor Pay Show right here on Locked On Cougars. A talk with the newly minted BYU team captain. Uh, what does he make of his new leadership role for BYU? Which position is he going to play on the offensive line? We'll dig into that with him as well, and we'll also get some thoughts on Sam Houston State from his perspective as BYU gets ready for that home opener on Saturday night out at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So until then, have a great rest of your day. Thank you once again for making it your first listen of the day, and thank you for being everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.